From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker. Welcome. I trust everybody's having a great week. On today's show, we're going to tell you how to get your life organized, how to date, how to have sex, and how to have a romantic experience. John's over here cringing. <laughs> it's going to be not, a- not cringing, just like quizzically wondering what people don't know how to do these things. They don't. But we're going to get your life organized, and it's going to be lots of fun. First up to the microphone is Trent Blanchard. He is an executive coach and author of Triple A's for the Soul, Your Pathway to Personal Freedom, and also a life organizer. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me today. You have done a lot to organize people's lives and to, to kind of give them guidance. Let's talk a little bit about your book and how people can get copies, but also, you know, what was your thought process in writing it? Um, for, for many years, actually, I wrote for um, a local magazine here. Um, once every two weeks, I would do a, a, an article on health and wellness, spirituality, etc. And um, after doing that for two years, and after having my practice, um, which at the time was um, was I was back to back booked. Um, it was pre. Um, you were uh, busy back then. Yeah, uh, it was pre um, the recession, um, and so people had money to they could afford to actually have kind of therapy and, and look at this kind of this, this thing. And um, after like two years, um, and after every single client would say to me, I wish I had you in my pocket. You know, you, you remind me of the truth. You know, I wish I had a, a little book, a little Trent in my pocket. And I kind of just realized, well, actually, why don't I just take like a culmination of my writings, um, you know, take 12 of them. Um, the number is representative in a lot of, I think, different spiritual uh, traditions um, and uh, put it into a book with a common theme, which all of my all of my writings have common themes. Um, and really, it's quite basic about getting back to the truth of who you really are, um, and the power of um, of just being true to yourself. Uh, and so that's what what made me create the book. Um, and it's um it's it's a very very easy read. It's interesting, you know. It's um I, I did and I deliberately did it for that reason. And I actually had a friend of mine once say at dinner to me, "Well, you know," I said. We were talking about something, and he said, um, uh, he made a comment about something. I said, well, well, you know, jokingly, well, that's in my book. And he goes, oh, I know, but, you know, it, it's, very, it's very simple. And I was like, well, isn't that interesting <laughs> that, that... Thank you. It is, well, well I, I, I giggled, for, of course, at first, um, because I'm used to that. I'm used to that from people who think that it needs to be more than it is. And I said, that's actually the problem. Is that, you, is that you're trying to make this more difficult than it really is. Get back to the basics. Get back to the one statement. And I asked it, and he responded. I said, well, there you go. And um, he apologized. Oh, <laughs> I good. Said, I guess you need to reread chapter five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's, it was a wonderful opportunity for me to really share my experience um, that I've had in, in my life of, of various situations, pain, suffering, um, and how I transcended it and the importance for me of sharing that with other people. Does faith play a role in your decision making and the way you lead your life? Um, yes, 
um, as to how I define faith. Um, it's, it's not like a, a traditional religious religion. Um, Mine's more about spirituality. And when I, when I say spirituality, it really is my personal and our personal connection to, connection to whatever is above us or, or bigger than us. Um, and the importance of connecting to that um, because that will take us out of our small thinking and also out of our ego, which mainly is the reason that we always get ourselves into trouble. Yeah. Well, so often I get caught up in the moment and start stressing out and then I'll be driving around town and I'll see other people who are having difficulty in their day or in their life, maybe somebody that's in a wheelchair and it puts things in perspective that I think so often we take so much for granted our ability to have a regular day where we can walk and talk and think where so many other people are challenged that it brings us back. And then I always think, well, how can I help those other people? Mm. I have so much that I am blessed and thankful for. How can I help them? Mm-hmm. And that, which is wonderful. And like the, the, the simplistic answer to that question is simply do the work of remembering because then when you are when you, when you are feeling that positivity when you are feeling gratitude you're actually then projecting that out, out into the world which you know we need more of that um uh, and when you do something um like that i do believe that is the first part the first place the first step in in healing a world that is kind of in in pain right now is being good to ourselves and trusting ourselves and loving ourselves and then not even necessarily doing anything about it just be it so it then radiates from you the people you've been coaching through the whole pandemic have you seen an a, a lifting up of them and their spirit since things have starting to get back to a level of normalcy y- yes um the thing about this pandemic um which one could c- consider or call a, a, a opportunity or blessing in disguise um, was it removed all of the distractions that we that took us away from actually dealing with potential issues within our lives or problems within our lives and it, we're stuck at home yeah. so we really have to deal with some of that stuff indeed I mean I mean you, sometimes you could leave your house and then which was might be cluttered and or have a lot of stuff which makes you feel anxious so you can leave it you feel better right or leaving a person right you can't now because they're right there so mm-hmm. every single distraction was removed and um, that then let enabled people not able, it, it made people raw and so the work that we do is looking at what is that now now is the time to look at it now's the time to love it and heal it and um and make some changes so when this is over you can flourish and maybe taking a look at a part of your life like for instance if you wanted to play the piano or the guitar or take ballet lessons this is the time to do something like that you know, and you helped me through a situation very recently where I was out of my comfort zone. And I think the best things in life come out of reaching out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and, and pushing you to do something else and different. Indeed. Um, and usually what stops us from doing that is fear, right? And the fear of the unknown. Um, and what I love about, you know, how I, my, my philosophy, my belief system and how I operate when I remember it on a good day, by the way, <laughs> is that is that right behind fear, when you take a deep breath, right behind fear is usually excitement. 
Yeah. And so when you actually say I'm in fear, I'm fearful right now is being aware that you're in fear. Take a deep breath. You know, I teach that actually in my book. That's the first thing we should all be doing all the time. I know we are breathing, obviously, every second. However, our deep conscious breaths bring us back to the moment. Any tips and tricks on that? Um, take really, they usually do at least three, at least three deep breaths. And you want to um, focus every single ounce of your energy and thought onto what the process is feeling like within your body. What that does is it then takes you away from thought and, and uh, it truly brings you present. Um, and then you take deep breaths and you just keep on going until you are, are back to a relaxed place. It will always, always, always feel better for you. I have clients that I, you know, I have do that after that we've discussed something really heavy mm-hmm. and then they will do the, the breath work and then they open their eyes. I'm like, okay, let's do it again. Cause it was, they were in their head and it was obvious they were in their head. Right. And so we had did it a couple of times and, and so many people have found, um, freedom in breath because breath truly is, is, is life. It is, it brings it's us back to the of now. life. Yeah. Yes. We're talking with Trent Blanchard. He is an executive coach, author, and life organizer. Do you find that a lot of people that you coach have trouble being in the current, in the moment? That they're always looking forward or backward and they're not experiencing what's going on right now? Oh, yes. You know, including myself often, right? It is a process of remembering. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that I always encourage people to physically put reminders in their life. You know, sticky pads everywhere that just say breathe or on your phone, recurring event. You know, that says breathe Um, because we do forget that. Um, And we need real... um, real uh, um, signs to help us remember to do that. I love that. Sticky notes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And also, and, and, and like when you open the refrigerator, <laughs> there's sticky notes on there. Do not drink this. Right. Breathe. Right. Well, and, and what I t- do tell people to do is because sometimes people come over, you know, and they're like, you're crazy because you have the word breathe all over the house. Right. And sometimes you don't want to share that with people because some people don't, you know, who knows how they react. Um, and so I encourage people to actually create a symbol, right? So if it's a star or if it's a rainbow and then put that around the house. So whenever you see a rainbow, that represents the word breath and to stop, take a deep breath and then be present truly in the moment, in this moment, all is well. So you do a lot of organizing of people's lives. Tell us about some of the projects you've worked on this summer because you've helped friends throughout the United States, which was different because it was during COVID and some of them had kids. And tell us about some of the experiences you had. Yeah, so um, I, um, I, I had taken time off to do some traveling um, at the beginning of last year. Of course, um, I left New York on February 5th. And then, of course, you know, things started to unravel uh, around there. Around Quickly. The time. And so um, I, my intention for the summer was because I had been um, in a, a work environment that was uh, challenging for a couple of years, I wanted to take time off and just be with my friends and also be of service to them. Um, and, why, and how I would do that is if anyone had a project, um, they, I would go there and help them. You know, I, help my, I help my best friend with his two small children. Um, kind of babysit, especially during the whole COVID thing. And then um, I would help my friend John get his house ready for sale, right? So there were projects that I helped them do, which actually I enjoy doing. So it was like I was giving them a gift, but they were kind of giving me a gift because I was doing what I enjoy doing. Um, and so I went there and I just, you know, did my thing, you know, and with, with of course, their, um, their help. I can't do any of the work alone. 
you know, you, I can't go into someone's home, for example, when I'm organizing and do it alone. They have to be part of the process because um, even though my otherwise they don't learn and they're just going to stack it up again. That's correct. Right, John? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is it is correct. And and I, it, it is a process. And, you know, one of the reasons that I love this work is because, you know, it's 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 all psychology. It's really all mental. Um, and when I do they understand that when you're guiding them through this process, do they understand it? Uh, no, no. Um, and that's and that's why my master's in spiritual psychology and my own experience, I'm I do it gently as gently as possible um, because people really hold on to things because of of lack of fear, I mean, fear of lack or or of remembering or or in most of that stuff you hold on to has energy of unhealing behind it or some kind of pain or some kind of so, something that's not necessarily joyful but we're still holding on to it yeah. and so I walk them through um, why you know how you feel da 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 and what can you do about it we're talking with Trent Blanchard executive coach author and life organizer when we get back we're going to talk a little bit more about tips and tricks and ways that you can organize your life your thoughts and your well-being you're listening to the Jeff Hawker show on iHub radio Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. I am casting rainbows all over everybody right now with unicorns. <laughs> We're in conversation with Trent Blanchard. He is an executive coach, author, and life organizer. What motivates you? what motivates me i love creating order <laughs> um i really you know i guess potentially it, it, you know it was how i was born potentially it was things in my, from my past um but i love creating calm where there's chaos i love creating process where there's where there's disorder um because that helps me right and, and a lot of times i've had when i work with people in the physical level right with things um I, you know i get resistance to let them go because it means something to them um, I think it, I showed you some resistance on some things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I've kept everything. Yes. From I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, from when I was, I mean, I literally have Valentine's uh, notes from when I was like in second and third grade. Mm. But I like keeping things like that because it enables me to remember what I was feeling at that moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have to keep everything, but I condensed it all down into you know containers yeah. mm -hmm. which you know if you've got it scattered all over the place you should organize that because then it organizes your timeline as well of your life indeed and and what it does is um well if you have the space great 
right? If you have plenty of space, then, you know, I would say, don't get rid of it because I'm telling you to get rid of it. You know, are you using it, right? And what I usually have to do, do people is, is let them know, to encourage them to think about it differently. That, that this, this article of clothing or this piece of furniture they have, it's not serving them anymore. It hasn't served them for years. And there is somebody out there that if, if donated to an organization could be walking down an aisle and say, oh my God, I, there's a shirt that I could never afford for a dollar here, right? And so you're giving mm-hmm. the gift of, of, of magic sometimes to people. Yeah. And so I you know, do that. But also when the resistance comes forward is, is, um, is to walk them through the process and realizing this is um, difficult for you, and I don't know, but do you need 10 of these, first of all, right? And I don't, I'm not saying it in a, in a, a derogatory way. Sometimes, of course, if I know the person, I do, um, <laughs> um, you know, because that's my personality. Um, however, um, I, I keep reminding them that they wanted me there for a reason yeah. and keep the eye on the prize and never fails. And what I do, by the way, is I take things with me. Like I take them with me in my physical automobile because the minute I leave, I want them to see the difference in the, cl- in the, in the cleansing. Um, the next day, I always get texts. Thank you so much. It feels so clean and light in here. And why did you steal all that stuff from my <laughs> <Right>. house? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I then go to revivals, etc., cetera, uh, and drop them off. Now, by the way, it's, it's not fun for me to lug around all these things because yeah. oftentimes it's, it's many things. But I do that um, because I know people their fear will start crawling back up and they'll go pick out things from that from that pile and i also know that um i work fast yeah you do and so it's almost like a version of they're just doing things almost um nothing nothing like uh, you know, a mother's pendant. I'm nothing like that. I'm saying, but like a little piece of clothing, you know, an, an extra sheet that doesn't have a match, like that kind of stuff. It just does not make sense. How do you feel about storage units? <laughs> oh, I love a good storage unit, um, but I don't think that they should exist. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't used something in a year, you really should consider changing and getting rid of it. A storage unit, you know, it is ideally temporary right it's, it's when you're moving somewhere or you're going you're traveling whatever um with the intention of getting it back within five six months um i have had many people um uh have them for years um and they'll say well is i have an expensive couch in there I'm like well how did the expensive couch from the 80s how are you gonna do where, where, where is that gonna end up being right <laughs> yeah and you could have paid and you live top, in a one-bedroom apartment right and you could have paid for that time over and over and over yeah um in the two years they Storage units are expensive. Very expensive. And it, I actually am thinking about getting into the business because it is a billion, billion, billion yeah. dollar business. Yep. 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 And I like my money. Yeah. <laughs> so before we run out of time, I want everybody to know how they can get a copy of your book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, my website is it's just it's simply my name, trentblanchard.com. On there is my phone number. There's also information about the book, and people can just reach out to me directly. I'd be happy to sign. You know, I mean, they're fourteen. Yeah, with a personal note. Yeah, they're fourteen ninety five on, on on the website. I'd be happy to do ten dollars or something for your listeners. Um, I'll you know, send a little note, um, and I'll send that out to them. And um, you know, I, I'm proud of it, and it's it's. I've gotten a lot of great feedback about it being really helpful, um, and simple, which is exactly what it was intended to be. Yeah. created for so uh, my number is 760-481-4445 and again my website is trentblanchard.com so what's the next steps for you the next steps for me is is kind of really figuring out how i can bring how i can create a business out of this life organizing right 
um, and to not only make it a business, but make it a, 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 multi, a multi-faceted business. Um, for example, um, you know, going to help people, maybe they're downsizing, right? And they certainly don't want to take something and, and bring it to eBay, maybe do that. Trent is going to actually stay with us, and he's going to be with me as we interview Brent Hines, who is the author of Redefining Normal. He is an author as well, as well as a musician and a licensed counselor. So stick with us. We'll be right back with Brent Hines. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Live from Palm Springs, the desert cities A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Coming back on the show is one of our favorite reoccurring guests. His name is Brent Hines, and he is an author, a licensed counselor, and an incredible incredible musician who I've worked with on several occasions. How are you today? Oh, I love it. Repeat performance. What is this? Three, four? Something like that. I don't know. And I think you've been on different iterations (laughs) of the show too. (laughs) Oh, totally. Whether it be health and wellness, LGBT, it's all good. And how fun to have a a Trent and Brent on your show Yeah, Trent and Brent on the show. I know, right? A a, a Trent and Brent. (laughs) it, it, It cracked me up. So, uh, you know, I thought today on today's show we could kind of talk a little bit about, you know, you have two books, Redefining Normal 1 and 2, and it's a collection of stories that you've written and put together into this kind of a an analog of different experiences <laughs> you've had with, with people who, you know, are, are asking questions about relationships and dating. So right. um, let's talk a little bit about how people ask questions to you on let's say dating because i know a lot of times your stories are very tongue-in-cheek the way you answer the questions they ask oh, definitely at times yeah you know it's funny when i first started so i've been a therapist for 16 years and when they first initially um there's a magazine in colorado called out front and they initially asked me in 2010 to start writing these kind of dear abby style um, articles kind of written from a for gay gays. perspective, but also, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, for the gays. Um, totally. But, um, and some of it is using humor, but people were writing in for some very serious things like, um, how do I communicate to my partner different things? Or how do I engage with my social anxiety? How do I flirt? How do I kiss? How do I bring up sexual things? Um, and so it got to be, you know, I always interject um, personality. So sometimes that's humor. Sometimes it's a smart ass kind of perspective. Um, but there's always like this, this kind of loving hug. So, yeah. And after, you know, after a hundred articles, I was like, why don't I throw these in a book? 
Um, and then I hit 200, and it was like, wow, this is great. So, <laughs> well, it, it, it's been it's been fun. I've been going back and reading your your fir- first volume, and it, it's just kind of interesting the questions people ask because having dated you know very much in San Francisco <laughs> and then a little bit here in Palm <laughs> Springs. You know, these are kind of just things that you learn along the way. But I guess people really do have challenges, like how do I have a romantic dinner with somebody? Totally. Well, even even something simple like how do I write a good profile? How do I how do I really reach out? Or how do I challenge myself to get over insecurities enough to actually say hi to somebody or put myself out? Um. it's funny like something that Trent was talking about in his interview about breathing it's such a normal thing that we do I mean there's parts of our brains that control it but when we get stressed or overwhelmed or something our breathing becomes shallow or it becomes rapid Um, and and this idea that we just need to calm down and, and take a second and center I think is so important so when, when people say breathe, a lot of times, like when we're stressed, like our first instinct is to tell someone to shut up, mm-hmm. you know, just go, Ugh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> um, but, but honestly, taking a moment and just trying to recenter yourself is, is one of the most amazing things you can possibly do for yourself. I, I found, you know, I sit at my desk most of the day typing and just getting up and walking outside for a couple minutes puts a whole new perspective on what I'm doing. Absolutely. Well, one of the things, too, is that now that, you know, more vaccinations with COVID are going on and people are slowly starting to get kind of reemerging from the fog, there are a lot of people experiencing a lot of different types of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the first the anxiety was, you know, I don't want to get COVID and sick or die. But then it was, you know, I, I don't I, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be isolated. Um, and now people are experiencing, how do I come out of this this lack of social engagement or maybe sexual engagement and actually kind of get back into stuff? It's challenging a lot of people right now. Yeah, I think there was a lot of fear of people having sexual intimacy during this whole time because they were afraid of getting COVID. Very similar to what we experienced in the initial stages of the AIDS epidemic. Absolutely. Oh, and it still scares some people. Um, but during this time, there was a lot more engagement. I mean, like, let's be honest, a lot of us engaged more in porn and masturbation. Um, maybe you know, I put on a bunch of weight. Um, you know, a lot of us did. A lot of us were kind of engaging with just trying to make ourselves kind of feel better and getting us through. Um, these situations. So, you know, maybe some old addictions have reemerged. Um, there are a lot of people that kind of relapsed and maybe some either like drug or alcohol things, but also like maybe some negative ways of thinking. So now is the time to really start kind of healing and starting to come out of this. Um, like I said, it's really challenging for some people. Yeah. How, what do you advise them on beginning the steps? Oh God! Yeah. So if I wrote that, I would yeah I would write that definitive book and make a zillion dollars and retire. <laughs> uh, 
No, I mean, at the end of the day, I've even had to do this. I, I went out for the first time. I mean, we got we got vaccinated. And, um, in the past maybe three weeks or so, I've gone out to dinner a couple times. I've gone out and met some people in, in a couple bars. And it's it's really weird. I've, I'm even experiencing some kind of social anxiety. Um, you know, I think with many things, we just have to kind of engage. Um, kind of like Trent was talking about being in the moment. Um, there's a lot of times when it's just getting back to thinking about um, maybe challenging these kind of fears and insecurities and making making the choices to kind of say, you know, my risk, my tolerance for risk says I'm going to go and I'm still going to be socially distant, but I can go meet a friend for dinner and that's okay. Um, you know, maybe I'm not going to be going to some big dance party or, you know, whatever, but like you don't have to, um, but don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want people to feel like they need to feel trapped. And I think that's one thing that COVID the time of COVID was really challenging for is that people use the words like trapped, I'm locked down to really kind of reinforce this idea that they couldn't do things. And that wasn't the case. It was more about this. We had to do things in different ways. And that was challenging for people. Well, I always thought that was interesting when people would make comments like that, because if I ever felt that I needed to get out, I would just get in the car and drive around or I right. would take or we'd take a hike. I mean, there was a short period of time where they said, OK, you can't even go hike. And I was like, oh, OK, right. now what do I do? And then they closed my pool and then they closed the tennis court. And I was like, OK, now I'm really screwed. <laughs> but but I think you're right. I think people are have built walls around them during this period of time. And now they're trying to figure out ways to shatter them. Mm-hmm. And how to, how to integrate them back into the life. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Oh yeah, totally. Well, it, 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 the funny thing is that, I mean, it cre- instead of creating these walls and barriers, I mean, I just, to tell you the truth, I just kind of closed my social doors. I kind of locked it. I had my deadbolt. <laughs> um, but I mean, kind of like you, I mean, I still got out. I never felt trapped. Um, I just felt that there were certain things that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I moved to Palm Springs from Denver four years ago to be part of a community and to go to pool parties and to see my friends and, and hug people that I love. Um, and, and honestly, for the better part of a year, that was that was kind of not um, a safe option for most people. Um, but I never, you know, personally, I had to remind myself that words are powerful. And so I really refrained from using words like trapped and stuff like that, because all it would do is bum me out and make me more anxious. Um, but I have to admit, I mean, stuff like Zoom and, and all these things we were doing to try to connect with people, you know, for me personally, it got kind of old. I, I'd like to say that I was better than that, but I'm not. I got sick of talking to people over my phone and on my laptop. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what what is um Brent? This is Trent. Um, oh, hey, Trent. What what are your recommendations? You know, for for people that um, are having that that kind of anxiety about getting back into the world, and um and and you know what what steps could they take to 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 deal with those their their own thinking of fear or, or you know going to the nth degree about just going to the grocery store. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think, I think, I think depth and it's depth 
thing that he talked about, like the early days of HIV and AIDS. Um, and they're not directly related, but I think there's some parallels where I think there were a lot of people, like early days, they were scared to touch. They were scared to be intimate. Um, and granted, there was a time when people were scared to go to grocery stores. Um, it was funny because at the end of the day, I mean, I I just made sure I wasn't sticking my hands in my mouth. You know, I wasn't, you know, I'd go to the grocery store and I would come home and, and, and wash vigorously and all that stuff. Um but I realize that sometimes paranoia makes us even more anxious. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what I would suggest to people is to kind of work on putting the anxiety maybe where it's supposed to be. And kind of like what you were saying, Trent, about, about breathing and causing yourself some relaxation, which is to go, okay, I can go meet a friend for you know, maybe a drink or something like that. Pick somebody that you trust um, in an environment that isn't, isn't crazy. So maybe just start um, trying to re-engage um, in, in some more more laid-back, less intense things. Um, so maybe going to, like, the barracks isn't your thing because there's too many people. But there's nothing to say you couldn't go to a friend's place and have an iced tea by their pool and just chit-chat. Or a spot of tea. <laughs> Yeah, just a spot of tea. I, just, I no, can't I, imagine you, Brent, going and <laughs> sipping iced tea by the pool. Long Island iced tea, maybe. Well, it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Well, it's funny. Like, anyone that knows me really well knows I really don't drink much. So, like, yeah. if I'm ever out at a bar, chances are I'm drinking Diet Coke. Um, but, you know, I mean, a nice iced tea by the pool sounds fantastic. It does, especially um, now it's getting, now this it's getting, week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, my God. It's getting warmer. And we already, you know, those of us that are listening to your show have gotten through the time of where COVID was super high risk. Um, you know, as of the 15th, I think all of us in California are eligible for the vaccine. So hopefully everyone that wants it is going to get it um, quickly. So hopefully, honestly, in the next couple months, you know, I really hope that we're all vaccinated. Um, you know, there's there's discussions maybe about celebrations for um, Halloween, Palm Springs Leather Pride, Palm Springs Gay Pride. Mm-hmm. So there's some things on the horizon that um, I, hopefully people are hopefully looking forward to. Um, and But the only way that we're going to face our anxieties is to kind of to face them um, safely, but still being a little courageous. Um, you know, I'm not saying be crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Um but I would really hate to think that people's kind of normal patterns going forward are going to be to isolate for the rest of their lives. Because it's, you know, it's, it's, there's amazing stuff out there. What, what I, I'm not sure about what you say, about Brent, but during this time of, of such confusion and of such um, uncertainty, um, this really... Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. Here in the studio with us, we have Trent Blanchard. He is an executive coach, author, and life organizer. And with us on the phone, we have Brent Hines. One of your biggest passions in life is music. Tell us about Probe 7, and you've got some new pro- processes you're doing and some new programs you're working oh, on. 
Okay, I am so excited. So uh, something that Trent mentioned was this this period of COVID is an amazing time to do some inner work, <coughs> and and I, I did the I, I did that um, during during my time um, with COVID. I started working on a new Probe Seven album. It's it, for those of you who haven't heard it. It's it's synth pop. It's kind of similar to you know old Depeche Mode and stuff like that. One um, of my favorite like, all time bands. I, I know, right? Amazing. Um, but, you know, I, I, it was always the intention to work with a bunch of different vocalists. And so I took this time to work on a new album, and I was thinking about wanting to do something really fun. And I love doing cover versions of songs, but they're unexpected songs. Like, I've done Tragedy by the Bee Gees and um, Jolene by Dolly Parton, but in my style. So I was like, how cool would it be just to focus on something that brought me joy? Um, and so I, I, I've been working on a new album called uh, Parallel Universe, and it's going to be 18 cover songs um, with people from all over the world that I love, all these other musicians that are fantastic. And um, some of them are gay. Some of them are part of the gothic or industrial scene. Um, but one of the coolest things that I've done recently is um, I have a, my buddy, um, Andy Clement, um, moved to the desert. Um, and he has a, he has a food prep company called Andy's Bite. And he does this amazing thing, but something that people don't know about him, um, is that he used to work at Dollywood and he's got this beautiful voice. And so he came to me and said, um, Hey, I thought about doing, um, a cover of nothing compares to you written by Prince and performed by Sinead O'Connor. I was like, I love that song. And I'm like, I have some other projects for you, too. You want to work together? And he goes, yeah. So he's kind of the newest addition to the, um, the Probe 7 um, family, at least for recording a few songs and maybe potentially playing something like Gay Pride and playing around town. So it's been so exciting, and I'm just, I'm just happier, than, happier than hell. So uh, one of the new singles you have is Strange Angels featuring David Boyd. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. David Boyd. He's amazing. Uh, Broadway, opera. Um, yeah, approached him, too. And I was like, hey, I want to re-record an older song. And he goes, yep. Um, it's so much fun. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I've got some outlets because otherwise I think it would have lost my mind. Um, either that or por- Pornhub would have had a lot more visiting by me. What I love about what you just said yeah. was the word joy. Um, you know, when Jeff actually oh, yeah. asked me earlier, you know, what, during a break, you know, what would you recommend that, for people having a difficult time right now? Um, and, and one of the first things that I wrote down was create your joy list. Uh, and then do those things, right? It's not rocket science. And oh, so yeah. what you just said was beautiful that, um, what can I do that's going to bring me joy? And again, not only are you doing a tremendous service to yourself, right? But you're also doing a, tr- a service to our world too because you're walking around and expelling that energy. So good for you. Well, you, you highlighted chapter, oh. chapter 10 of your book, Trent. It's called Tending Your Garden. One of the things that brings me great joy to see things grow I do a lot of gardening. You know, I put things in potted, I put potted plants around the house and stuff like that. And to see things grow and blossom and yeah, and, and the and the intention, of course, with the book "Tending the Garden" was was what you said earlier about you were getting rid of 
you were not getting rid of, you were releasing people that no longer served you, yes. right? And so that this chapter, Tending Your Garden, it talks about that. But to the very point, you really can't give the energy to feed and nurture new relationships because the old ones are taking away energy that you need. And so it's important to, to what I say, tend your garden regularly. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just sim simply the relationship does not work. Thank you so much for it. And now I'm, we are now releasing each other from our, you know, state of being. Boy, and, and you know, Brent can tell <laughs> you, you know, he, he had to go through that. And I, I'm so proud yeah. of you, Brent, because you are constantly striving for new material, new collaborations with artists, and you're yeah. an inspiration to a lot of people. Thanks. I, you know, one of the things that that sometimes people are, 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 are curious about is like, are you really this happy? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It doesn't mean that I don't go through challenges, um, but, you know, I really try to take these situations and and give the energy to the stuff that brings joy and fulfillment and really try to not focus that much negative energy on other stuff. Um, I love the idea of, of cutting away dead weight and cleaning out your closet, so to speak. Because I think it's really interesting that we're talking about kind of this organization thing because we do have to kind of evaluate people and situations in our lives that are either benefiting us or that are detrimental. And sometimes, like, people start out really good, and then they, you know, either situations change or maybe maybe they're dishonest. Maybe you realize that maybe the expectation you had for them um, wasn't right. Um, maybe they've completely lied to you and they're a piece of crap, you know. So it, it, sometimes it's really good to clean out your closet, you know, dump it all out, pull all the stuff out, figure out what you want to keep. Um, what you can donate and and what needs to be thrown in a fire and burned because you know what there's some stuff honestly you can't donate to revival. Mm -hmm. There's <laughs> some stuff that needs yeah. to go in the dump. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. Funny. It's, well, it's so and funny, release but, it into the dump. Yeah, right. Well, it's actually very fun <laughs> again funny because um, the second thing I wrote um, on that list of recommendations for people is to is to create three piles of the stuff they don't need. You know, recycle, save, and throw away. Um, so it's, it's there should be four set on fire. <laughs> I'm, I'm off for that too, as long as it's done in a safe environment. <laughs> and I've personally experienced this. It's okay to release somebody that's been in your life for 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Because at some point you're, you're realizing we've had this really bad relationship for that long. Mm -hmm. or, one, oh, yeah. or, or, or just one that really hasn't served you. Yeah. So regardless of the judgment totally. around it, you know? All right. Sure. Well, there's a there's kind of it's, it's kind of a cliche, but they say um, there there are people in our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And honestly, some people in situations, even physical things, come into our life, and they might have come in for a period of time or for a oh. particular reason. Hey, Brent. You know, Brent, uh -huh. we're about to be cut off. <laughs> oh, but no! we agree with you. All right, okay, <laughs> but back. but. Uh, if you want more information, you can go to probe7music.com. That's P-R-O-B-E-7music.com. If you're a gay man, you don't know what the word probe is, find a new <laughs> destiny in your life. For Trent, you can find out where he is at Trent at TrentBlanchard.com is his email, and TrentBlanchard.com is his website address. It's been great having you guys on the show today. We're going to have to do this again sometime. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. You have a great day, Trent, or Brent and Trent. 
You've been listening to The Jeff Hawker Show. If you want to find out about all the programming on iHub Network, go to iHubRadio.com.